Hello and welcome to the Americano podcast, a series of discussions about American politics and the Trump presidency for the New Spectator USA website. I'm joined today by Kurt Mills, who is foreign affairs reporter at the National Interest. And we're going to be talking about the uh, disturbing news of bomb threats in America today. Kurt, people are in, uh, well, shock is maybe a little bit excessive, but people are a little bit disturbed by these these bomb threats that have come, suspicious devices. We don't know anything about the bombs, right. but it's it's obviously not nice, and they appear to have been targeted at liberals and progressives. Right. This inevitably has caused a kind of political war on social media already, and people are already speculating this might be an October surprise that could really sway the election or swing the election, the, the midterm election towards the Democrat. I don't want to be sort of crude and talk immediately about politics. Obviously, it's very good that no one has hurt and mm. no one's died so far. But inevitably, people are going to talk about politics immediately, so we may as well plunge in. Do you think it's an October surprise politically? So a few observations. Uh, one, I would say, having lived my whole life in this country, it, it, would, it strikes me that we are firmly in a post-post-9-11 world because if this had occurred in 2008 or 2004, uh, on the heels of the anthrax mailings and the DC sniper and of course the September 11 attacks, the idea that there would be such a, a partisan division on how something like bomb threats against two ex-presidents and you know an ex-democratic nominee, Secretary of State, First Lady, that this would immediately be distilled with from with, with partisan lenses, strikes me that we are in a a new era. Whether or not that's a new low, it's just different. You know, the immediate reaction wasn't, oh, no, this is terrorist or who is this? We need to come together. The reaction was, how is this going to play with the midterm? And I think some of that is, you know, the result of the climate. You know, Barack Obama is going around the country saying this is the most important midterm ever. And so any little thing is seen as setting it off one way or the other. And people are on high alert. I mean, it really seems like we're on cruise control right now until the midterms. It's partly, though, perhaps the fact that no one has hurt or been hurt. If all these right. things had gone off, then I think everyone would... It's you know, true, would. but the an, the anthrax thing, I, I believe one person was killed. It, 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 it was just distilled of a different lens back then. But I think I'm right in thinking Secretary uh, Mattis, mm -hmm. General Mattis, was sent a ricin bomb only two, three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And no one... you know That was not a story that made a lot of play. Right. So now a lot of Republicans are saying, well, look, you don't... And you get in this sort of... Mattis isn't for as... Political. I mean, I think, I mean, like one of the, not to get into it, but like, you know, one of the, the people who was mailed something was Tom Daschle, who was the Democratic leader in the Senate when that happened. And uh, so like, and that wasn't distilled to these lenses. But of course, social media has changed. Everything has changed since then. To answer your question about the midterms, I don't think that this storyline is as important as what occurred during the Kavanaugh hearings. At least, yeah, I mean, we, we, we might not, we, we don't know. We don't know who the perpetrators are. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what Donald Trump, the president, is going to do with this storyline. Mm. Like, if the president has a rally tonight and says that I think that the bombs are a false flag operation by the Democrats and George Soros in order to help the Democrats win in the midterm, that politicized, which, you know, you really can't rule out Donald Trump doing. No, I think uh, it's, it's almost more likely than, than not. Yeah. yeah. That could weaponize it and change the issue in, in, in a different way. But as of now, uh, no one's been uh, killed or hurt, and we don't really know, and we don't have any more information. I would bet that, that this, this is not as big of a story as, say, the Kavanaugh thing was, or even the Khashoggi story, which was, I mean, people 
thinking that it might not affect the midterms. I don't necessarily agree. It was the top news story for two weeks in this country. I think it's untested whether or not that have an effect. So as of right now, I, I don't think the bombs are as big as those two stories, but you know, more to come. But everybody, I mean, perhaps it's a case that everybody wants there to be an October surprise mm-hmm. always uh, of some sort. And right. people say they seized on Khashoggi as that that might be it. And now this might be seen as the... Yeah, I mean, it's a cliche. I mean, I mean, yeah. people look at these things through the lenses of, of, of cliche. I mean, I, I think Kavanaugh was the, the thing that changed the election. I, I'm not saying that's going to mean that the Republicans hold. I just think that the narrative was blue wave, and then all of a sudden there was this big rally moment for Kavanaugh. And the question is, you know, is it enough? If you go, if you go back in 2012 uh, presidential election, it was a little similar with Romney's first debate. The, the 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 momentum was all on the Democratic side, and then Romney really stymied it. But it, of course, wasn't enough. I, you know, the, the October surprise. I guess the October surprise in 2016 was the Access Hollywood tape. Mm. The October surprise in 2012 was happened in September. It was the 47 percent you know comment leaked. I, I I don't think it's you know like there's not an ironclad rule of 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 American politics, where there's always going to be a surprise in you know October 24th or whatever that affects it, I, I'm skeptical of this being a huge watershed moment. I mean, I think you know, not that it's necessarily being seized on by. But who knows what Trump does with it? I mean, if he, I mean, if he, if he wants to make this about the bombs for the next two weeks and George Soros, yeah. he might, and that that would be that would be a game changer. But Trump does seem to have a this gut instinct that everyone talks about and this sense of momentum and this sense of public opinion. Mm-hmm. And his reading of it is usually better than the than the Democrats. And I, it, I mean, it seems to me in the last few weeks that certainly since Kavanaugh, you, you suggested mm-hmm. this, that the momentum now is with the with with the with the grand old party. Mm-hmm. That there's not the the blue wave is still may happen. But it's looking less significant. So, I mean, this is like a matter that you're getting into like uh, calculus, right? Right. It's like it's almost – so point of fact, the Democrats are going to make some gains in the House of Representatives from where they are right now. The Republicans are going to lose seats. So, I I, I, I mean, unless just something – an earthquake happens. Mm. The Democrats are almost certainly going to gain seats. But the perception, it's an expectations game, especially when it's not, you know, when, when the presidency isn't changing. So, you know, before it was just assumed by most political uh, observers and including many people in the Republican Party that the House was lost. I always thought that that was a little too soon to say that. And it turns out to be right. But you're absolutely right, Freddie. I think that the momentum is relatively on the Republican side. I, I do think if the if the Republicans try to weaponize the bomb issue, though, it, it disrupts that message discipline because right now the message discipline is is very much you know it's the sort of steady ship the the economy is going well we're not in any major foreign wars where americans are getting sent home in body bags every day and the opposition is represented by a mob mentality that wants to undo the traditional relationship between men and women and that that that's what the kavanaugh thing was all about and then additionally you know they have no plan do you really want to take a chance? Yeah, Trump is sort of this colorful, whatever, maniac, but, you know, he, the people around him and what he's actually doing, you know, has it really been that bad of a two years? That's the message that the Republicans want to drive home. If you start talking about George Soros and the Democrats planted their own bombs, suddenly you don't look any less crazy than the Democrats. Yes, but often with the, well, not often, but we were talking this morning about how the I mean, we'd take Brexit. So mm-hmm. two days before 
the Brexit vote mm-hmm. uh, Joe, three days before. The Joe Cox. Joe Cox yeah. was murdered. And everybody assumed this would mean huge swing towards Remain. But right. something very odd happened. And if anything, the swing went the other way. It's, it's impossible to just attribute it to that. But I so, mean, it's probably untestable, right? I mean, yes. like, yeah. But the point is that the, the public reactions to these things are inherently unpredictable. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, so I mean, the the British system is is different than the American system because so much of this stuff is allocation of resources. Mm. So the the you know the American political system is surprise somewhat for sale, and there's where where these people put their where, where these people put uh, their money really does matter. So I'll I'll go back to this example. I actually once asked something very close to the president in the president's orbit. You know, would Donald Trump have won if Access Hollywood? tape hadn't happened it's an interesting question because people generally think the access hollywood tape is the absolute low point of the donald trump campaign and it was i mean it was just it was ridiculous everyone thought he was he was finished but what the access hollywood tape allowed is that it made the the clinton camp way overconfident yes um they if you look at where they were investing their their money and their where Hillary is appearing and where they put the most ground troops, they were investing in the Sun Belt, Arizona and Georgia. They were trying to expand the map. They were trying to run up the score on Trump. They were trying to make gains in the House for the prospective Clinton presidency. And that's because they thought the race was over and the polling showed that the race was likely over after Access Hollywood. It's a counterfactual, but if Access Hollywood doesn't happen and the debates aren't colored by them, it's very conceivable that the race would have been within three or four points. And all of a sudden, Trump's poll numbers look a little more plausible in places like Pennsylvania or Michigan. Hillary still would have been favored, but I think that you would have seen, and people like you know Jake Sullivan on the campaign and even Bill Clinton, was, you, you would have seen a lot more investiture in Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, and they could have blown them out there and what, and financially. And going back to these midterms, you think that the... A House victory for the Democrats is inevitable, and the polls certainly point to. No, I do not think they're inevitable. You, you I, I mean, I mean, seventy-five percent, twenty-five percent chance seems to be what Nate Silver's. I, yeah, I mean, I think Silver's the best in the game, but I mean, he it is a little pseudo-scientific, don't you think? I mean, like, well, he's made big mistakes. Before. He, yeah. yeah, I mean, so like, I mean, so Silver got, I mean, Silver got twenty twelve completely right, and then honestly, I think his assessment of the polls in 2016 was, was pretty accurate, which was like, you know, on the night of the election, there seemed to be like a two to one chance that Trump would win. Okay. But well, that happened. Yeah. So, I mean, gun to, you know, pistol to my te- temple, which side is going to take the house? I think the Democrats are still going to probably take the house, but I'm only going to give that like a 55% confidence, 60% confidence. Yeah. I think there's like a substantial chance, you know, a worthwhile chance for the Republicans to, you know, put a lot of money and a lot of effort into to holding the house. I think it's going to be small. I mean, who knows? I, I, I was, I mean, I, I think I've, I've called some of these things right, called some of them wrong. I, I was very surprised by the scale of the victory in 2017 for the Democrats in Virginia. And that's really the only, you know, test case we've had so far. Mm. So like a lot of times in, you know, the, the off-off year elections uh, are predictors of what happened. So like in 2009, Chris Christie in New Jersey and Bob McDonnell uh, in Virginia, both Republicans swept to power in 09. It's possible, isn't it, Kurt, that people could, Democrats could uh, overplay uh, these bomb threats and start to sort of portray any Trump supporter as a potential terrorist, um, and it will end up harming them, just like Hillary Clinton's deplorable comments harmed her in 2016. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to do that for just that reason. I mean, I think they're they're they've seen the data. They they know that the Kavanaugh thing. 
was a bit mishandled. But the problem is like, who's they? I, I think there's there's a tendency, especially among people who whose whose first love is, is European politics. I, I think there's a tendency to think that that American parties are are run as a, a monolith. It's not as if, and I'm sure Chuck Schumer would love this. Chuck Schumer sits atop of the Democratic Party pyramid, and he gets to set the message and control what they want to do. No, it, it's far more bottom up. He's going to have 40 major candidates for president who are all going to strategize about what they all want to do for the midterms. And he's got 535 candidates or 435 candidates for House and you know 30 candidates for Senate who are all going to pursue their own unique selfish messaging, what they think is the best thing to do. So you're going to have some Democrats who are going to do just what you describe and there's going to be no, there's potentially going to be no profit in it or worse, it's going to, it's going to backfire. Thanks very much, Kurt. I think we'll end it there. Thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and you can also subscribe to the magazine through our special podcast offer, which is on www.spectators.co.uk forward slash pod offer. And we'll even throw in a spectator moleskin notebook for people who take up that offer.